Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited today. We have Dr. Cheryl O'Coley on the show with us. Um, Dr. Cheryl, First of all, we're going to talk about your doctorate, and then we're going to talk about a workshop or retreat you're working on. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay. Well, thank you very much, Jeff, for inviting me to join you and the opportunity to share what I do on this platform. So yeah, so I am Dr. Cheryl O'Coley, DHA, as Jeff mentioned, and I do like to add the DHA because so people do not mistake me for a medical doctor. A DHA stands for Doctor of Health Administration. So with a Doctor of Health Administration, you can do many things. Some people choose to go the path of C-level suites, some choose academia, some be their own buses in terms of businesses, but basically think of it as the business of healthcare. And personally, I use mud in my consultation practice. So I do have a business called Shalom Eagles Wings and think of it as having three pillars, okay? Like consultation, advocacy and empowerment. And on the consultation, I do cater to executives of business owners, leaders, anyone who needs assistance in the business of their work. So I like to look specifically at leadership pillar. So five pillars, leadership, workforce development, partnerships, organization, culture, and climate, and last but not least, financial practices. So that was the consultation part, if you will. And then on the advocacy, I'm all about bridging gaps in healthcare. So I should stop and say that I do have the 20 years of combined experience in the healthcare industry. So I've worked at the front lines. For example, front lines as in, in the operating room. I also, so at one point in time, believe it or not, I am still, my foundation is that of a registered nurse. So there was a time for 10 whole years, I worked in the operating room. And then I worked in community, specifically home care, the home care department. So think of home care as a branch of the healthcare industry. So it's not about people coming to help you with household chores in your home, but think of it as healthcare professionals coming to serve clients in their homes. So like registered nurses, physiotherapists, occupational therapists, social workers, physicians, the list goes on. So I worked as an advanced practice nurse, a clinical nurse specialist. So most of you probably heard of a nurse practitioner. So the difference between a nurse practitioner and a clinical nurse specialist is as follows. A nurse practitioner's scope and purpose is usually medical diagnosis, and providing medication management, if you will. When I say management as in uh, diagnosis and prescriptions, but a clinical nurse specialist looks at 
leadership, systems transformation, research, education. We both have the same foundation. I actually started up being pursuing to be a nurse practitioner, but then I deviated. I didn't finish. So then, so so when I talk about front lines, I've worked in the operating room, I've worked in home care slash community, and specifically working with a population of people called uh, the population of those living with dementia. So very fortunate and privileged to have helped be part of a group, an intersectorial group that helped create the Alberta Dimension Strategy in Alberta. So that was quite the achievement and I'm honored and privileged and humbled to have been a part of that. And then I've been working on my own private business. I've been involved, again, under advocacy pillar, if you will. Another, uh, let me talk a little bit about advocacy. I didn't really talk too much about what I'm focused on. So there are two things that I'm passionate about. One has to do with wellness from an employee perspective, wellness from an organizational perspective. Even the name of my business, Shalom Eagles Wings, if you think about it, Shalom, most people know it as meaning peace. That's true, but it's much more than peace. It's about wholeness. So I'm all about how do we achieve wholeness of an organization? How do we achieve wholeness of an employee? And by that, I mean, if you think about it, of the analogy of aviation, when you're flying a plane, you have the crew, you have the plane, you have the engine, you have the wings. Employees help organizations take flight. Without the employees, you can't serve the passengers on that plane. You need them. You absolutely need them. So in the same token, whatever organization you find yourself, be it healthcare industry, whatever industry it is, the employees that serve your clientele, whatever that is. So in my context, yes, they're primarily healthcare providers or the healthcare staff, but we need to take care of them as well. So under advocacy, when I talk about the wellness, two things, number one has to do with, I am passionate about women's health as well, and specifically raising um, public awareness for women living with uterine fibroids. Not just uterine fibroids, but symptomatic. And you may ask, what are uterine fibroids? Think of them as benign tumors in a woman's uterus. I like to describe them as gremlins. <laughs> How many of you have watched the movie Gremlins or you even know what I'm talking about? I call them unwelcome uterine guests. Yes. So how do I help raise advocacy, raise awareness rather? So through public workshops, one-on-one -on -one consultation, and lately more so partnering with universities or medical facilities that see the value and the need to elevate the need to raise public awareness and intervene. Because I'm all about early detection, leads to early intervention, leads to decreased suffering. And this motto of mine, you can apply across any ailments or illness anyone's going through. You can apply it across organizations, operations, right? The sooner you detect something, the sooner you intervene, decrease suffering of an organization from productivity. You don't have financial losses. You don't have presenteeism, absenteeism, negative turnover, right? So the other advocacy components um, domain I'm working on is care for healthcare providers. Now, healthcare providers are forever pouring themselves out to everyone. Don't get me wrong, it might sound like I'm a tad biased. 
everyone, no matter what they do for a professional work, they are serving humanity, society in one shape or form. However, healthcare providers, given what the world has gone through recently with the pandemic and even prior to the pandemic, sadly, they have been burning out, but more so during and post pandemic. I had a desire way back in 2016 to provide holistic, tender, loving care to healthcare providers. Now you might ask me what on earth does holistic mean? I'm glad you were asking because to different parties, the word holistic means different things. And given that I'm a proponent and I'm also a coach and expert in conflict resolution, I believe it's important to always define words and not assume that people don't understand what angle you're coming from. I try to eliminate jargon, especially when I'm not talking to people of the same field. And even if I'm talking to people of the same field or industry, I still like to define things. So holistic to me means, and that of course stems from my foundation of nursing actually. Holistic to me means looking after the physical, mental, social, cultural, and spiritual domains, okay? So the idea of a retreat, that centers and caters to healthcare providers was conceived in 2016. And how I envisioned it was having a physical location, a physical standing property dedicated to healthcare providers. And by that, I mean is that property will be solely for them so that they're not at the mercy of an organization's vacancies or availabilities or closures when a healthcare provider needs to get away to be loved and cared for holistically, physically, mental, cultural, and spiritually, they have a place to go to. So what I also envisioned applying to each of those domains, so let's say physical, let me break it down a little bit. And please feel free, Jeff, to inter if you feel you want to ask a question. May I proceed? You may. I, uh, okay, thank love you. love when, when my guests do do the work for me and I just get to sit and listen and, and learn. So okay. by all means. Splendid, thank you. So now being true to my words as to the physical, mental, social, cultural, spiritual, let me give you examples of how the retreat aspires to achieve each and one of those domains. So physical, look after your physical well-being in terms of the food they're going to receive, okay? So the venue will provide holistic, or holistic, well-balanced meals for them. Variety, okay? Mental. Now, keep in mind, some of these healthcare professionals might be burning out or might have experienced some bullying or harassment in your workplaces. So to address that domain, there's going to be group counseling, which will also entail a little bit of education on how to prevent burnout and self-care and it's an opportunity for all of them to chat because sometimes if you were to reflect about it have there not been times whereby you've been through an experience and you thought you're all alone or even when you had a chance to chat with people you were like, oh my goodness, other people are in the same boat. I thought I was all alone. So the opportunity of having that group counseling, group session, group facilitation is twofold, not only for them to learn and to express their feelings if they feel comfortable, but also to realize they're not alone on this journey and to be equipped with tools, okay? There's also gonna be, so mentally, the venue itself is picturesque. 
we all know how nature can be very therapeutic. So the venue is away from their life. They're going to be spending time. The original model is a three-day model, which basically entails overnight accommodation as well, okay? Now, the social, hey, <laughs> there's going to be lots of recreation activities. For example, dance class, croquet, butch, butchy ball, and some indoor games, depend, which is going to be dependent on the weather. But all that will be available for them. Now, when you talk about the cultural, so the cultural domain, it all depends. For example, I'll be sensitive to the different clientele I'm going to receive. Spiritual domains, I have something unique. I don't think has ever been done before. And if it has, no one has done it the way it will be done. So for me, that comes under what I call nighttime dream counseling. You ask, what is that? Well, think about this. Have you ever dreamt at night? Some of you will be like, Dr. Cheryl, what a question. Of course. Well, the key is, if you sleep, you dream. But the question is, do you remember your dreams? Did you know that you might receive some guidance creative activities, awareness in your nighttime dreams. You're like, hmm, my dreams are basically probably based on the pizza I ate or because I'm on lots of medications. It could be, but I can assure you sometimes there are directional dreams that you receive, warning dreams that you do not know, and creative dreams. So we're going to take time for those who feel comfortable sharing by the riverside, that's where the dream counseling. And just one little tip for you guys to understand, Albert Einstein, his theory of relativity came to him in a dream. Research it all through history. Lots of people received innovative ideas. So yeah, so that's an example of how those five domains, I like to say, of a human being will be catered to. And also, last but not least, there's going to be workshops on, for example, conflict resolution. Why? We need to have tools to empower us to deal with conflict at an interpersonal, systems, task process related levels. And why? To equip you to go, you want to say you, generic you, and us to go back to our respective workplaces or home environments to be positive, positive change agents. Because I believe that in a healthy employee, it also trickles down to the family, right? And then ultimately to society. Healthy employees, healthy individuals, equals to healthy societies. And then for the inaugural lunch, we are also going to have a financial class. So someone, I took feedback. Someone said to me, that the five domains under my criteria or criterion of holistic is missing financial. So I took that feedback and we will be having a speaker talk about financial wellness from an employee perspective and an organizational perspective, the one and only Mr. Jeff. <laughs> so yeah, so that's how advocacy. So the last thing I do want to talk about, again, going back to Shalom Eagles Wings, my business, the consultation, advocacy, and empowerment. Let me just touch on the empowerment really quickly. I'm a firm believer of empowering employees, clients, patients, whoever, to do the work or to achieve, be it the well-being they want to achieve, um, career goals they want to achieve, to be experts at the work they're doing. Empowering to me 
empowerment to me means it comes upon a time when you hold people's hands, you give them the tools they need. I don't like the word spoon feeding. I think that's a little bit derogatory. So you empower them, give them the tools they need, then hold your hands and then after a while, let go. And if, and here's the key, when you let go, initially, kind of hover around, not micromanagement, to catch them when they fall. When a child is growing and going through various milestones and the parent is helping them walk, they're around, but they're encouraging, come, come, little one, come, come, right? So the same way you, as a leader, encourage your employees, number one, be approachable that they can come to you. Hopefully they can trust you that you hold your hand and when you do let go, you'll be around to catch them because we will all make mistakes. Someone said failure. Here's, this is not mine. The meaning of failure, not so much meaning, an acronym or mnemonic for failure. Not for failure, fail, rather. Fail. First attempt in learning. Isn't that beautiful? And a paradigm shift. Someone else talked about failure as in, uh, how do they describe it? Yes, it's not a person. It's an event. So my point is all of us are going to fail. Even Thomas Edison, when he was creating that light bulb, how many attempts of quote-unquote failure? But his mindset was, those are 99 attempts of knowing what doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah, so for empowerment for me, with conflict resolution classes, conflict resolution coaching, honored to be a show host, TV show host for a platform called Win Win Women. My show is called The Dancing Negotiator, which is a play on words because conflict resolution is like a dance. Negotiation yeah. is one of the strategies. And I have that platform every Friday live, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. So yeah, so I broke down the pillars of the work I do. Everything I do, I'm very strategic in my work. I make sure that and uh, aligns with either one of those pillars of consultation, advocacy and empowerment. I love yeah. it. Now, who do you envision um, coming to this retreat? You know, somebody watching this, they're going to say, oh my God, Dr. Cheryl, I need to be there. Um, who are those people at this point as you see it and, and how would you describe them? Excellent question and thank you. So I'm going to answer that in twofold. Number one, I believe when you have a vision and a dream, you should stay true to it. Secondly, you can be a little bit flexible as well. So staying true to the original vision, it is catered to healthcare providers. And when I use the word healthcare providers, I didn't say the word healthcare professionals. When I say healthcare providers, if you provide care in any one of the domains to human beings, physical, social, cultural, spiritual. So think of it, physical, yes, you could be a medical personnel, you could be a first responder, Mental, you could be a psychologist, psychiatrist, counselor, social, you could be a social worker, and cultural, you look into cultural activities, spiritual, you could be a pastor, spiritual practitioner. And also, based on another feedback I received, they're like, what about caregivers, the non-professional caregivers? And I opened it up to them. Now, also now, financial parties too. Why? Because finances is also an important pillar of the human being. So if you provide services and provide life insurance, advice to healthcare providers, and also that's another good point. Um, you just triggered a thought for me, actually. If you work in the healthcare industry and you don't have a traditional role 
as in providing medical care. For example, if you're in the IT department and you support the healthcare industry, you work in the healthcare industry, you're welcome to come. So think outside the box. If you work in a different sector that supports the healthcare industry, you're welcome to come as well. So I hope that helps explain who can come. And regardless of roles, it doesn't matter if you are the front lines, if you're the C-level suite, leadership management, owner, it doesn't matter. We don't discriminate as to your roles. Yeah. I love it. And I think from my perspective, um, you know, anybody who's dealing with the reality of burnout, you know, whether it's you yes. burning out or your team burning out, yes. um, that is a very real problem in the caregiver space because, yes. and again, I see a lot of caregivers who really truly care. You know, you, you generally have to be caring to be a caregiver, but mm -hmm. um, it's also at some point who's taking care of the caregivers. So I, I love the message of the retreat. Um, how, how can people learn more about the retreat or how can they sign up and, and get to know more about Dr. Cheryl in general? Okay, thank you. So yes, so the retreat, I guess I've never really, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I'll repeat it. It's called Renata Wellness and Recreation Retreat. So you could go visit my website, www.renata.care. I highly recommend you visit each tab in on the website. So yeah, people can sign up directly on the tab or on my website actually when I say sign up so when you go to www.renata.care it's going to take you to the home page if you just scroll down there's going to be a retreat package you're going to see the three day and you're going to see the one day you can sign up directly on the one day or you can skip that on the same page you're going to see pay here you can just pay hit the pay and to be honest I prefer if you set an interact why I discovered paying through credit card I lose about $8. <laughs> so, but I wanted to make it convenient for all parties. If credit card works better for you, do that. If not, interact will be greatly appreciated. And then um, I'm trying to see if I answered all of your questions. I oh, and how can they learn more about me? Yes. yes. I just want to learn more about the work I do, Shalom Eagles Wings business. So Cheryl at shalomeagleswings.care is my email, but the website is www.shalomeagleswings.care. If you notice, it's a trend. Even for my retreat website, it's info at renata.care. Care, as far as I know, I might be the only one with that domain. And it was chose intentionally because I really do care for the people I serve. Yeah. I love it. Now, Dr. Cheryl, you're the expert at being you, and I, I probably missed something. Is there any question I should have asked you that people need to know before they get to working with you or, or reaching out and, and checking out your website? You know what? Honestly, I don't have much to hide. I'm the kind of person that I like to be transparent. So when I say I like to be transparent, if you go to my website, I think I'm pretty transparent. If you want to know about personal stories behind why I started what I do, I can share it with you. And I'm beginning to share it. Everything I'm doing, for example, the conflict resolution. Now, here's me going to be a little bit vulnerable, some might say. I went into conflict resolution based on pain to some extent. 
Throughout my career, I noticed that people were not dealing with conflict effectively. So conflict is not a bad thing. I look at it as in having two sides, constructive and destructive. And one of my goals in life is to empower people. It's based on a promise I made to myself, and most importantly to God, that if ever I got a chance to empower people to do a conflict resolution, I'll do something about it. And it's, again, it's not just about interpersonal relationships, systems, tasks, values, the list goes on. So, and then the retreats, I cannot say 100% I was fully burned out at one point in my career, but I was very close to it. And again, I made a promise. I want to serve people to prevent them from getting there. Because I think, yes, burnout is multifactorial. But there's tangible things leaders can do to prevent it. You know? And when I say multifactorial, there's a difference between occupational burnout and there's burnout that arises based on your family life and everything just coming together, right? So if there's anywhere I can serve, I've walked the journey, even some of the bullying and harassment, this is the first time I'll say publicly, yes, I have been bullied through my um, career, but I see all of those as stepping stones <laughs> to usher me, catapult me, to empower people and to change things system-wide. And I think that's all I'll share from a personal at this point in time. <laughs> I love it. And thank you for sharing your, your light with me and my audience. So um, I will put the links in the show notes so we don't have to worry about people trying to spell, um, you know, Renata, but it's pretty easy. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Dr. Cheryl, I want to thank you for taking the time to hang out with me and I look forward to sharing more of your message with my community. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.